The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. So it's your birthday. It is my birthday. Birthday boy. It's also Festivus. You, so let me ask you something. Have you, has that always been kind of tied to your birthday? Have you, as long as you've known, just always heard Festivus with your birthday? No, I have not. You really? actually were the one. Yep. You were the one that actually brought that up to me. How is Festivus. that even possible? Was your mom and dad didn't ever watch Seinfeld? Steve watched the sign. Steve and mom watched Seinfeld. Steve watched it more. But for whatever reason, but nobody brought up Festivus on your birthday. No one ever brought up Festivus on my birthday. Apart from you, I think I've heard the term. I, I heard the term Festivus from my grandfather, my mother's father. But it was never like, oh, Anthony, your birthday is the same day as Festivus. I think that got lost somewhere. What year were you born? 93. 1993. That makes you 28, 29. I'm 28 this year. 28. How does that feel? I feel like an old man. I feel the gray hairs coming in. Uh, I, do you feel like you're it. getting older for real? Like, do you start? Like, are you starting to think to yourself, wow, I'm really much farther away from being a kid and young than I used to be. Falling down and breaking a bone does scare me more than it did as a kid. I will say that uh, definitely hitting those point, definitely hitting that point where, you know, mortality is still more realistic than as a kid. No. 1993. Mm-hmm. You want to hear some of the things that happened in 1993? Yeah. Well, what happened in 1993? Do you know about Waco, Waco, Texas, the Waco, Texas thing? I know of Waco. Yes. Branch Davidians. Do you know all about that? When the FBI and then the ATF stormed the compound. Yes. The compound. yes. Do you know about that? Yes, I do. That happened the year you were born. Kick it off with a bang. <sighs> <laughs> The average cost of a new house in 1993 was $113,000. Jesus. Average income was $31,230 per year. Rent. Here you go. Average rent in 1993, bro, was $532. What are you paying for rent now? I'm assuming that's a rent for the entire place. About almost a little bit more than double that. You ready for this? Yep. How much how much do you think a, a gallon of gas was when you were born? I was like 95 cents, I bet. Dollar sixteen. Dollar sixteen. Price the price of a movie ticket. How much does it cost to go to the movies now? A movie ticket costs how much? I must say the ticket itself, I think it's like anywhere between 18 to 24 dollars. Movie tickets back in 1993 were four dollars and fourteen cents. <laughs> I would have guessed seven bucks. Also in 1993 was the first World Trade Center bombing. Did you ever Um, learn about that or know about that? Never learn about that. Never learn about it in school. Learn about it from Jay-Z and you actually. Jay-Z. Time to get pay blow up like the World Trade. And I was like, huh? That's fucked up, dude. That's how I. That's what. Too soon. (laughs) 1993. Too soon, bro. Yeah, dude. There's um, it's crazy what happened in the world at that time and then you were birthed right at the freaking end the tail end too is like uh this is funny is my mom it's my mom's birthday yesterday and it's just like you know what else was like, born 
What else was born in 1993? The World Wide Web was born at CERN. Really? Wait, what? I'm sorry. You said at CERN. What's that? CERN? Yeah. You don't know about CERN? The that place in Switzerland where they have the hydrogen collider. Okay. I so I I have no idea that it's okay. That's all right. Oh, good lord, dude. Dude, I was born the year I wasn't there learning. <laughs> yeah, but I don't wasn't... you learn about like the stuff that happened as you continue to get older? You learn about the past, right? And wouldn't you? Yeah. They don't teach you what happened in, in the 90s when you're in school in the 2000s. Never learn about the beginning of the Internet. If we learned about the beginning of the Internet, it was maybe for an hour. Yep, Dude, 1993 was, was so long ago. You are so fucking old now. Oh, my God. You're old. I really am, dude. Like I am getting like like I wake up and my hip hurts. I try to like uh, breathe in the morning. I have to hack up a lung like smokers. Like I'm feeling like my grandfather freaking I'm I'm, I'm plucking gray hairs out of my ear. Are you looking at uh, are you already looking at um, like retirement? your uh, communities? Yeah, no, no, no. Like your burial plans. I told did, did were you not a part of this discussion? We already figured it out. Amber, what city can I do my burial in? There's a city in Colorado that allows me to do the funeral pyre. It's a county, not a city. You're so you just want to be burned. Yeah, I'm going to do cremation at home for like for like the actual normal thing. And then for the odd family member, for the odd family and siblings and the friends that get invited to, I'm doing a funeral pyre. First of all, first of all, why would they even do that if you've already been cremated? What's the point of going there? That's not even that's not a funeral. Buried. That's not a funeral. Send off. Yeah, it does send off. You've already been sent off when you were burnt in an oven. No, it's uh, so like you do like the wake is like the showing. And then I don't want them to, have to like burn my actual body on like the lake. So like that's how you're supposed to do that. OK, I mean, I was trying to make it easy for the kids, but I mean, if, why are you? If, who cares? Dude, you're dead. What do you care? That's what I want. If it's though. easier or not for them. That's what I want. I mean, it's, do you know what? Yeah, sure. So you I, want I, them I to trying- waste. So basically you want people to waste money because it's not even your body out there. You're just like, hey, come out here to watch something get on fire and pretend to remember me. Your ashes are already burned, dude. It doesn't work that way. I want to send off with the new wall. Fine, fine. I was trying to be considered to make it easy so they didn't have to lug their father out to Colorado to burn him. But you know what? You make a good point. I'm dead. I want it done regardless. So, yeah. Your father, you're assuming you have kids. Yeah, I may have kids in this. Here's the thing. You also assume your kids are going to care. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. We just can't stop, folks. It's my birthday today. And Corona can't stop us. Oh, shit. Mm-mm. I'm your host, Chris Chavez. Joined as always Joined by, by my name is somebody, Mullen. Mullen. When he gets and mad, he's like, like, you know, and you know what, Anthony? Anthony? The audio doesn't work. What the heck? Chris, it's because you're currently trying to talk. And so, dude, we had coronavirus. You realize yes. it was your fault, too. It was not my fault, too. You were the one that said, Anthony, we are going to keep flying no matter what. And I said, Chris, you realize there's COVID. It's on the rise. You said, Anthony, fuck COVID. But I remember 
the thing I remember the most was you barely wore your mask at all. You walked around without your mask on. Jim had his mask on a lot. I pulled it down just to eat and drink. And uh, somebody got the Rona and then somebody breathed it all over us in the car. Luckily, Jim was in the back seat, And then uh, somebody almost had me killed. I almost died, dude. How Real does that quick. feel? How does that feel to know to... that? Uh, would you have felt bad, honestly, if my health had taken like a southern dip and I got really yeah. sick? I was in the hospital, ventilators and shit. Would you have felt bad? I would have felt horrible, but I would not have taken it personally. So then if I died, you wouldn't have in your mind thought at all. Damn, that could have been my fault. Yeah, I think there would be a part of my psyche that would end up going that way. Luckily, I I feel like Aaron would be an incredible friend and would help me through it and be like, Aaron probably would blame you and then be like, never talk to her again because you killed her husband. No, 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 no. She yeah. likes me more than that. She yeah. likes me more than that. Nah, so I don't think so. My, here's my thing, though. From what I understand, the masks only prevent and help uh, the prevention of spreading it. Right. Correct? So if you had worn it because you got it, if you had worn it, you wouldn't have been spreading it anymore. I feel like you were taking your mask off more to eat and drink, too, though. No, I feel like the crowd. Nope. You crazy. So, so would you, you say that you so are you going to say that you had your mask on the same amount of time as Jim? No, because he didn't eat and drink as much. I say he had a he did eat and drink, though. Not as much. Not as much. OK. All right. So and that's thanks. Really, that's what thanks for. I wonder. Thanks I wonder, for infecting I me. Thanks for infecting me. My voice and my 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 congestion still kind of there. I can hear you because you keep sniffling. And so the listeners know it. it. It is literally just a constant like my throat. And it's a good idea that you turn away from the mic and talk on a podcast. <laughs> It's all I'm giving visual cues too, so people watch. Oh, wait, sorry, listening. <laughs> yeah, so we got the Rona, man. We were kind of laid up for a bit. I was pretty, dude. pretty bad, dude. I had you got the I had fever. a rough, I had rough three days, and Wait, then I started feeling better. And then two days after starting to feel better, I lost my sense of taste and smell, and I still have a little bit of congestion in my nose. I am so sorry, and I, I really feel bad. Did with the taste and smell have you gotten have you has that returned yet or are you no. still gone with taste nope still gone for real yeah it's not a good feeling it sucks i'm sorry it- you know what it's par for the course man yeah. it just feels like for the past two weeks like you just have not given a shit about our friendship at all that you've been doing nothing but torturing me so as if as if the rona wasn't enough right you also made me watch probably one of the worst yeah. movies i've ever seen of all time oh. Oh, here it comes. I thought I thought I thought we just weren't going to talk about it because it was so bad. We discussed this. I know in a previous episode, right? We discussed mm-hmm. the fact that you're a huge fan of Hallmark movies. OK, yes, so I people have been listening to us for a while. will know this. You've also promised to write your own Christmas Hallmark movie. And I think this is the third year in a row you still haven't delivered. Yeah. And then we had this discussion in which I was going to watch one just to kind of watch it and give you my thoughts on it. But then we had a discussion, right? We had this discussion about whether Hallmark movies are actually good or if they're toxic. And and I have the opinion that they're pretty toxic. Their storylines are pretty fucked up. And you have the opinion that no way this is the most wholesome and joyous thing in the entire world. And I'm all in. That's that's your thoughts. (laughs) You're just like, yeah. So Chris uh, has has tried to open up. Uh, my eyes to see Hallmark movies or Hallmark styled movies with new eyes. Here's the and thing. 
you were supposed to tell me your favorite, right? And here's what you did. You told me to watch a movie that wasn't even your favorite. It was Amber's. And I have a feeling it's because you didn't want me to destroy your favorite. Well, you said I destroyed your favorite already, right? The favorite of all time was the one we talked about on the show. My my, my current favorite that I have watched every year that I I, I it was really that do one. enjoy. It was the Christmas hair. Did you watch it again since you and I talked about it? I've not been able. I've not been able to you, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I have not been in. Granted, I went through some hard, hard hit, hard hitting family shit back at the end of Thanksgiving and November. So I wasn't in the holiday spirit, really. Well, you and still then, got a couple of days till Christmas. You're going to watch it. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so I kick off December. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will start to watch some holiday Hallmark movies. Or you rip it apart and it's like, oh, shit, I really can't watch that one again. Oh, man, I don't know. Because <laughs> now you're going to look at it that I way. I have not been in any mood to watch any Hallmark until you're just like, hey, you still need to tell me the Hallmark movie to watch. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so then you tried to give me Amber's favorite and not which whatever your new favorite one was. Whichever she recommended because she now, listened was to the it, last episode. But was it because you also didn't want me to destroy another one that you loved? No. Okay, it, it was wasn't that. Genuinely- it was genuinely because you tore it apart. And when after Amber listened to the last episode, the episode where you ripped apart the Hallmark, <laughs> she said, hey, 12 dates of Christmas. This may be a good one for you. She thought that you would get a little bit of the humor for it and like the whole Groundhog's Day take on it. OK, but we didn't watch that because I wanted to watch, watch yours, your favorite. And so you Which, send me. And here's the thing. When you send me the text immediately, just by the title, I was like, yeah. oh, God, really? Is this what we're doing right now? What's it called? It's called The Christmas Prince. The, cr- the Christmas Prince. All it right. Is- so here's the thing. Okay. I want to do two things here for listeners. I want you to tell them what this movie's about. Tell them exactly what the movie's about in your own words. And you can you can add all the things you love about it, but just tell them what the movie's about. The okay. Christmas Prince. The Christmas Prince. Basically, you have a country that's made up. It's called Eldovia. And they set the plot with that. There is a, uh, a king. He passed away. His son is supposed to take over uh, the throne. And we have a junior. Um, oh, she's a, a junior editor for like a tabloid type magazine. And she covers these kind of like stories. And she's trying to make, a, uh, make it big. Well, at her office because it's the holidays big story comes in and no one else can take it so she's told to that she's going to be on this assignment to go across the sea to europe to this country to be able to get the scoop and find out what's going on with this prince is he going to take the throne or is he going to pass it on to whoever's next in line throughout this entire scandal of her going in as a reporter she ends up getting mixed up and not uh and the the prince doesn't end up showing up so we don't know if he's an asshole or not and she ends up finding her way into the actual like royal palace and lying to be pretend to be a tutor for the prince's younger sister because she's supposed to have an American tutor and she's American. So that's her in. Works off. I love it. And here's the thing that Chris, right off the beginning, you didn't no, bring up. No, 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 no. You, you can't oh. say anything about what okay. I'm going to say. It's all well, about your the, the, the way you okay. see it and how much right. you love it. Right. And what the movie's about. I love that there's this corniness to it and it just kind of works its way out. That's one of the things I love about these movies that you're just that as just like it, it wouldn't happen that way. I do like that about. Well, this. that's a lot of movies. It's just it, it reminds me of 
So you're done that you're done saying what the whole movie's about. No, no. Okay. Uh, So throughout the whole time, well, she's it's a I think it's a week or week. It's a week up until Christmas where he's got to decide whether or not he's going to take the throne or it's like a day or so after Christmas. And the whole time leading up, the journalist ends up getting close to the um, to the prince's sister, to the, the, the princess and the prince and the family a little bit while all trying to play off that she's a tutor, which she clearly is not. And even like the little, the little sister, she she knows that the that the journalist is faking it. She actually snooped around in her stuff and found out that she's a journalist. So she's agreed to not blow her in if she'll give the full, the true story on the prince. Uh, true story being that everyone thinks he's supposed to be this like playboy uh, sleep around type of guy. And he's really not. He's the corny older brother that is going to go uh, sledding and throwing snowballs uh, at his sister. So she wants to you know the actual like good caring side of the brother to be shown, which she agrees to do now because it's a Hallmark style movie. Obviously she's going to fall in love with the prince and the prince is going to start to have feelings for her. And there is an incident where they ended up um, getting uh, trapped out in the, uh, I think it was like a bad uh, snowstorm or um, oh man, they got trapped out. They got trapped outside. So they ended up like, trying to warm up in a cabin and uh, at the prince's father's hunting cabin, she finds this note in this whole conspiracy scandal about how the prince is actually adopted and how he actually may not be able to take over the throne. Those documents come to fruition and the prince's jealous cousin finds out and essentially sets him on a path where he's going to lose his inher- the inheritance of being like king. They find they find uh, paperwork showing that the king changed the rules so that his son could become king and everything's be able to live happily ever after. She goes to New York City to uh, the journalist goes back to New York City after saying that she's not going to write the article uh, discrediting the prince. Uh, she's going to write a nice, actual, honest piece that she told the sister she was going to do. And then to top it off, the, pr- the prince or I think he's king at this point shows up in New York City and proposes to her the very end. Her dad owns a uh, a diner because that's that's also important, I guess, too. A little bit better, I feel, retelling this this sec this time around. Okay, so for you, who's who's your who's the protagonist? Like, who's the character you follow? The girl, yeah. This is the one that you follow along, and this is who you're pulling for. I know where you're going with this, but yes. So you're look okay, yeah. So here's what the movie really is about. Okay, we have this girl who works for a tabloid and you're right. It's a world in which this country Aldovia, which why you name it Aldovia. And then everyone has like British accents. Sure. Uh, like you said, the King dies. There's this time, right? Apparently there's this time between the death and whatever the date is where it could be up in turmoil. And the son has to decide if he wants to take the throne or something like this. And this girl works at this 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 tabloid place as a what is she a junior writer, junior editor. So she goes over okay, like okay. So she's the editor. She's there. an editor, right? All and and what's about to happen is probably one of the biggest things in world news. Like it's the royal family. It's a royal family, yes. and it's a big deal. It's also a big deal because the prince himself is kind of the focus of the tabloids. A lot of times they like, they like to show him as if he's some sort of womanizer and he's always out on the town or he's always missing. He's always going off and disappearing. And all of a sudden they're like, listen, this is going down. We they're going to announce whether or not he's going to take the throne. We need someone to cover this. And so first of all, 
the most under the the part that's just kind of like, yeah, right. Give me a break. Is that this is a big tabloid. And just because it's the holidays, they're not going to bother any of their actual serious writers, writers who have been out on assignment before out of the country to cover this story. They're not using any of these people. They're going to use this junior editor, this girl who's never written for them before, who knows nothing of the royal family or what's happening, and who probably has never even traveled outside of the country. They're going to use her. Cool. Listen. All right. She's got her break, right? Everyone needs that big break. Here it comes. So far, go with this. She's done nothing wrong. She's going to go out and do a job. She's going to do her best because now she's got a chance to make her name. And this could give her a chance at actually being a journalist. Though why you'd want to prove yourself as a journalist at a tabloid company, I don't know. All right. But for her, she wants to be on the TMZ squad. So she's making her bones here. So the most unrealistic reasoning for this girl to be the one to do it happens. And they send her across the pond to another country. She gets there. She's part of this press, you know, press grouping. And they're all there ready for the prince to show up and to make the announcement. And he doesn't show up. He stands everybody up. And she's like, this is this is nonsense. I didn't come out here to not break a story. I need something. So while the press is being you know, sent back off back to their hotels, she decides she's going to start lurking around the grounds to try to find the prince. Number two, again, completely unrealistic. You're talking about the palace. You're talking about, do you really think you could just walk into Buckingham Palace and just start walking around looking for a prince or a princess or the queen? Do you know how many guards and how many layers of guards you got to get through? Not just at the gate, but then at every single entrance to the building is a guard. Then get me, get me down whatever hallway you get to. Once you've gotten through that entrance, there's going to be doors to other rooms. And every one of those is going to have a guard. And she makes her way into this palace. Right. And like you said, they mistake her for a tutor. Oh, you must be the princess's tutor. Right. And with the press badge, press badge is just hanging out too. So first of all, their head of security is the worst at this palace because she literally has a press pass hanging out and he goes, who are you? Oh, you must be the tutor. Sure. If you want to suspend belief, it's a movie. Let's just go on with it. Movie that, oh, circumstances, right? Oh, she got lucky. Cool. Mm-hmm. But here's where she now becomes a bad guy. She had she could have been fine and said, no, I'm press. And then maybe done her, her work, met up with the prince and got to know him that way as a at him knowing she's a writer. Like she could have done. They could have done something that way. And she would still be the good guy. However, the second she said, no, I am this tutor. Now she I'm questioning this girl because now she's bad. Now she has this thing where she's going to lie to get in and get the story. Sure. That could be what you want to do to break your your career. Fine. But she lied. She decided to go in and lie not just lie. I'm going to lie and now make my way into this family through the handicapped princess, this little girl who's handicapped. She's got some sort of like, she's like Jimmy in in South Park, right? I mean, she is, she is, she's like Jimmy, dude. She's got the crutch, the crutch things because she can't, she can't walk. She's in a wheelchair, right? Jimmy from Degrassi was in the wheelchair. But here's the thing. Well, she had the crutch things too. She did have. So here's the thing. Immediately, as a grown adult, you should already know that what you're going to do is going to affect the development of a child. 
okay? Trust issues, things like that. She contributes to things that are going to damage this child's like literal counseling mental health. Okay. That's the first part that's messed up. The second part that's messed up is that boy, isn't this guy a complete asshole, right? Blah, 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 blah. Oh no, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not right. So maybe he's not, but you're still going to keep digging to see what you can do to further your career. Sorry. You're another trash piece of human being right there. Third, like you said, During her investigation, she unearths the fact that he is adopted now. So now she has single-handedly disrupted the entire Royals family and the situation going on here, right? All because she wants to make her name at TMZ. That is not a good person, dude. So it's not a good person. She accidentally uncovered some drama. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying it's not a good person. That's not a good person. She it's doesn't do not. well for her case. She doesn't do well for her case. I'd but argue then, to say the hero in this is the prince all along. He's just trying to be a good dude and just discover who he is. And yeah, but then he had this girl come in and just totally just disrupt his life and just sent him reeling, dude. Can you imagine the people you thought were your parents your whole life? The one that just died. That's your dad, dude. Now you're being told. Now, actually, you're not ours biologically. We adopted you and we never told you. Like, how is that going to help him? There's no way he's going to be okay, right? Like in the movie, it's shiny and glossy and sure, everything's fine. That's not really going to mess with me, but let's talk about real life. That dude is going to have some fucked up issues right now. All because this girl wanted to become a TMZ fucking Hollywood reporter. You just gave a king some hardcore psychological trauma and distress. He's now going to have to unpack as he's a king. Now let's talk about how unrealistic some of this was too, because at the beginning of like towards the beginning of the film, we learn about this ornament that the King left for his wife, the queen. It's this giant acorn. Right. And not only that, he wrote some poem that everybody has seen. Everybody's seen this poem. They all read it. Not one person thought this sounds like a riddle, except for this TMZ girl. She comes across this journal. She finds this poem. She reads it and she's like, this must be a riddle. Why? What would make her think that? Why? So, and no one else ever, this girl decides this is a riddle. Here's the thing at the very end of the movie, she's like, I figured out the riddle. She runs to the tree and pulls off this ornament unscrews it and inside there is this document that the king wrote out this letter saying yes my son's adopted but he's going to be the true heir to the throne i'm changing the law he doesn't go through parliament he doesn't go through any legal channels of the government in place for the country no he writes it on a piece of paper hides it in an ornament and then writes a riddle hoping that people will figure it out well aren't you glad that she found it out she found out I am not saying I'm not asking rather, that. I'm saying and if she hadn't dude does that make sense well then what would happen is years down the road when someone found this out and you know accidentally opened up but the by then like, oh, they've no. already outcast this guy who should have been king the cousin the evil cousin has become king ends up ruling the land in an evil way and bringing the country down to poverty then someone's going to find it out it's already too late dude all the damage has been done because this girl wanted to work for TMZ no, Do you see, see what I'm saying? Why she, this is not good. Like these movies are 
first of all, sometimes they don't make sense. Like this nonsense, like none of that had to be in there, right? They could have just found, you know what? There could have actually been legal paperwork that the cousin found out about and tried to hide. So that's why nobody knew about it. Like that would have been much better. Instead, it was that this king on his dying deathbed writes this out, hides it, and then writes a poem, hoping somebody's going to think, like, look at it and say, oh, this must be a riddle, something to figure out. How is it that this is your favorite, dude? I ouch. What's your third favorite? Because that's going to have to be your new favorite, because this one is like, how are you going to watch this again and be like, oh, Honestly, yeah, this is uh, good. I, I, I want to say the third, my third favorite um, after this. And I'd say is I think it's called the Christmas calendar. Let me just check it out. It's a newer one that dropped and it is about a photographer who uh, her grandfather gives her a advent calendar. And each day she opens it up. Uh, it's called the holiday cal- calendar. And each uh, each present she gets from the calendar helps her and kind of comes to her to help her realize her true love. No, it's great. (laughs) I love it. Oh, God. Can I ask you something? Come at me. What? Why? What? what? So so this Christmas Prince, you're seriously going to be able to watch it again in the future and be able to not see all of these like glaring things throughout. Well, luckily, luckily for you and me, there is actually a sequel and a third. Oh, so it's not lucky. It's one. not lucky. I'll just watch the second and the third then. But the, but you're always going to think year, to yourself, this like this marriage is built on lies. This baby that they bring into the lies. world is built on a relationship that was built on lies. Like, yes, but she like it's just horrible. She yeah. came out. She told the truth. And it, but it still it does. It doesn't make OK that she destroyed lives and lied to get there. That doesn't make it okay just because you told the truth later. It doesn't say, oh, wipe it away like it never happened. Well, there's they have serious- to live with their consequences, dude. Well, there is some definite counseling that there's definitely some counseling that needs to go down. It's rough for them to be able to move forward. It was rough. It was rough. I watched it and it, it was just like I rolled my eyes so many times and I kept trying to text you. I was, I wish we were on the same time because I think you got ahead of me. But I kept just texting you because I'm just like, dude, calm the fuck on. What the hell? Right. Like this is a palace that and when they when she shoots some sort of like bow and arrow, an arrow at this window, it goes through the window. But then they show you the window and it's like fucking two feet thick. Like, how in the hell did that arrow go through there, dude? It's not armor plated glassing. And that's not safe for a palace. Listen. Chris, what? if I ever become a king and I have a palace, I want you to make sure that my windows are bulletproofed, but not arrow proof, not arrow. I mean, makes the arrow proof. this move, this movie. Yeah, dude, you know, it confirmed my suspicions when I thought to myself, if I watch one of these, I think it's going to be pretty rough. It definitely confirmed that that's the case because these movies are just not some of them are just not written well when you have to put so many pieces of convenience in there then it's just not a well-written movie and then the other Mm -hmm. side of it is man no matter what they try to make this character that you follow they want you to like them and see them in this wholesome way but it's almost all the time it's because they're lying they're cheating they're they're doing things that you would typically call someone else an asshole for if it wasn't wrapped up in this red and black plaid bow on top Christmas tree lighted story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can see it. I think it's the thought that you're you see them mess up so much and lie or cheat or get into so much trouble that they need to get their way out of it. And that's kind of by the why? End, why can't you have a character that's just actually a good person and you want to just I, I cheer think, for them? I think that's part of the story is that you want to see the fall so quick to be like, not like, how dare you? You 
you murdered someone kind of fall, but more or less a, oh, you you messed up, you you, you cheated or you kind of lied to someone. And it's like, that's not good because you so want was, to see the. So here's the thing. Was Frosty the snowman? All right. The snowman Frosty. Did he lie and cheat and do all that where you had to watch him fall before you decided you were going to cheer for him? What about Rudolph? Was Rudolph a complete asshole to people for you to cheer for them? He didn't have a red nose. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's why I think it's toxic because it teaches people that you can act a certain way. And as long as you know, you apologize, you do it this way, then everything will work out and it's fine. And there's no consequences to worry about. I'm telling you, dude, that prince has some mental issues that he needs to deal with before he's trying to get married because that relationship is built on lies. This girl movie. It's the royal wedding. <laughs> God, there's no way I'm watching that ever, 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 ever. Uh, so there you go. I watched a nonsense Hallmark movie and I I was right. The who Anthony was going to think was the good guy was actually the bad guy. And uh, it was rough. It was rough. Doesn't surprise me. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.